everybody, welcome to episode 122 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film. I'm one of your hosts, Sashia Dumont. I'm another host, Paul Robinson. So we do have a guest. We do. We have a guest. Uh, name yourself, sir. Hi, I'm Ben Pellington. And what do you do? Uh, I write and direct. Nice. Yeah. Writer directors. Writer directors, yeah. I always enjoy a writer director. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, um, they are a... There's just something about the vision that you can create when you're writing and directing. Yeah. It's not to take away from people that don't write or only write, but, uh, you know, there's just that that much more control you have, Mm -hmm. I suppose, uh, over the story. You as a writer and me as a director, you know well when I like to take your your visions and do whatever (laughs) the hell I want with them. So um, I think I had found your work probably on Instagram or something. I usually stalk mm-hmm. Instagram. Then, you know, it's like this hashtag leads to this, which goes to this. Then you're like, oh, other people. And um, I had seen that you had done the road reel because we just submitted this year. So, oh, right um, uh, and then I was reading a bit about um, your last uh, short, which I think COVID kind of cut short a bit on the, on the festive, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. All of us are in that boat, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so uh, how, how did you get into filmmaking? Um, <laughs> that's a broad question. Uh, I always loved telling like stories. Um, my dad told me that when I was younger, my teachers would call and say, "Hey, Ben's a great kid, but can you ask him to stop telling <laughs> elaborate stories in the middle of class?" <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, I love telling stories, and um, my final year in high school I wrote a short and did it as my senior project or senior project thesis and a lot of the local film folks here in Wilmington North Carolina generously came out to help out and um, yeah caught the bug you know nice Uh, so yeah I uh, instead of going to college right out of the gate um, based off of that little short film in high school I got to uh, work on some professional sets over the next two or three years Nice. So you didn't go to film school? Um, yes and no. Uh, I mean, I did, uh, again, it was about two or three years after high school. I went to uh, Cape Fear Community College because I really just wanted to meet some guys and gals uh, my own age. Because, mm-hmm. um, again, you know, it's, it's hard being on set, you know, when you're 19 years old and asking some of these much older men and women who have worked their ass off if they want to come help you out on your little music video shoot that weekend. Yeah, yeah. You know, after everyone's worked like 80, 90 hours. So I wanted to meet some people my own age who are down to go, you know, have fun and, and whatnot. So I eventually did go uh, for two years to uh, meet some meet some people. And out of that experience, I met some of my best friends and filmmakers I still work with till today. So Cool. Yeah, I only ask because we, we usually ask this of, of everyone because... Um, the, the common consensus needs to be people that went to film school will say it was great for the contacts, but mm-hmm. I learned everything by actually being on set. And so, yes. you know, we've had guests on that are really successful that have never gone to film school and they were just like, I just learned it. And, but almost everyone that has gone has said, I, if you can go great, but I didn't have to go, but it was worth it for the contacts. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and don't, and don't get me wrong. There's things that I learned there at the school. The, 
the guy who runs it, Duke Fire. Talk about like the coolest name. Yeah, ever. right. <laughs> That's his legit name, is Duke Fire. Wow. That guy is awesome. But um, how is he not a stunt I mean, person? Yeah. Well, I, th- I think he used to be like an old school AD. Um, yeah. But anyway, uh, I learned a lot at it. Don't get me wrong, but like like you said, like the majority of what you learn is on set, you know. So uh, it really was kind of like the contacts and meeting some really great people. Uh, which was like the benefit of going for those that year and a half, two years. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. And the uh, so the the project that you did for the road reel, mm. what was you wrote that as well? Yeah, me and my buddy Savis uh, wrote that. Yeah, um, it was kind of based off of a feature film idea I have, mm-hmm. and we just kind of conden- condensed it to this little scene. And uh, I was working actually at a, uh, some studios here in Wilmington um, called Screen Gems Studios. Mm-hmm. I was working in their lighting and grip department, just loading out gear for shows and films and whatnot. And um, my bosses, we had this old uh, old bay, old hangar uh, that we called the eBay room, where we mm-hmm. just had a bunch of our crap in there. <laughs> and my bosses uh, let me kind of clear it out for a day and we built our own little set and Mm -hmm. and, uh and shot that short in one day in that room yeah nice that was that was actually yeah i i really i really liked the look of it and it um i like these types of um competitions because it's sort of it, it forces you to be as creative as you can be with a really limited amount of time and i think that the time yeah. you had was even longer than they did this year i think this year was only like three minutes or something yeah. like that so i was like what <laughs> like it's hard enough to tell a story in five minutes let alone three and um yeah i think we had three too because i remember oh, did you? i cut i cut a version that i think i put up on my vimeo that was like four or five oh, okay that's probably what that. i saw yeah but yeah i remember it was like two or three minutes and there was so much that we had shot and i was so but i like to your point like i i, I liked having that uh constraint yeah mm-hmm. uh because it really does force you to uh cut all the fat you know get rid of the nitty-gritty yep. and just like find the basic most basic form of the film and then get creative from there yeah so that was that was pretty cool i learned a lot uh just doing that three minute short yeah yeah we're huge proponents of doing all of those online you know, film ride stuff and the road mm-hmm. stuff, and um, because it's just, you know, it gets you out there, it gets you moving, and like you, you know, to your point of like having the constraints and working within the constraints, and you know, don't get me wrong, it's great to just write something and go film it, which we do, but at the same time, working under a deadline and and under, um, you know, these forced kind of uh, walls that you have to work within are like. Um, it's great to teach you how to like work under pressure sort of you know um, yeah sure and so we, we we love doing those things i think they're they're great for um you know for that sort of thing so you had i, actually, oh, I almost ahead. did the new one that Connolly and um what's that is it grant i can't remember oh yeah that yeah the make film one mm-hmm. yeah i almost did that one um we just we were just, editing ours right now. Yeah. Actually. Oh really? Yeah. That's awesome. I really wanted to do it, and I had a good idea. Um, it's not too but, late. Uh, well, I I had just shot a follow up to a short that I made over the past five or six years called Miner's Mountain. Right. And we we just shot like a uh, kind of like a part two follow up to that. Oh okay. And I, and I've been like. I haven't been able to like rest 
you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, uh, when that came along, I was like, oh, that's cool. I'll totally do that next. And then, like, a month in, I was like, no, nope, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Not right now. Yeah. yeah, he brought, he, we were in the middle of doing the road one. We hadn't even finished that one yet. Uh, and he was like, so there's a new foam ride. I was like, we just did something. Like, I, no, he's, uh, he's like, quick, think of something else. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> like, <laughs> think um, of something else. Um, okay, hold on. Well, we, we were have, lucky I, enough I that have, we, yeah, we had a feature. We've yeah. been toying with this feature. She wrote a feature, and we've been toying with, you know, what to do with it. it originally started as a series, and then if, if we want to like, and then we decided to move to to go to a feature. So we had the feature set, and it's just like, how do we shoot a proof of concept for this with and no other people? That with was, no other people, it's just the two mm-hmm. of us. I would have loved to have been able to get yeah. you know people involved in it, but it's just like, well, it can only be one person, and um, and I, I have a part in the film, but this isn't even the role that I'm playing. This is like someone else. So I was just like, all right, I'll just play that role. We'll see if it works. And, the the whole COVID thing is I mean I, I like I like uh, constraints but this is a bit much. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah this is... I can deal with like you only have three minutes and here's your topic but now it's like you have no help because you can't be around other people. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a little I can't bit. Can't imagine how it must be for you guys up in oh, was, New York. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean people are doing it anyway, you know, and you know sets are everybody's like obsessed with taking their people's temperature, like that means anything anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. You don't have a fever. Yeah. Like, well, so <laughs> like, that means nothing. So, uh, you know, they're doing a bit of that, but just for us, it's, you know, it's impossible because we were filming in a camper, no less for this. Mm. So there's no six feet apart with someone else yeah. that's, you know, holding a boom mic or, or helping us. It's just everyone, you know, we'd be all crammed in. So I was like, we'll just have to do it ourselves, which we've done yeah. before, but. It's like running a marathon. By the time you pack the car, drive to the location, unpack the car, get everything set up, pack the car again. <laughs> like, yeah, I was already like done. Like, stay focused and keep that creative those creative juices running. Sometimes in that in that type of position, because it's there's just so uh, so many things that have to get done yeah. at a point. Are you just kind of like you know what? I'm not worried about this right now. I have to focus on telling the story. Yeah, you know, which again is the most important part and just yeah. get bogged down with all that stuff of uh it, i can relate yes. yeah <laughs> yeah i mean we're you know as as filmmakers we're you know low budget filmmakers no budget filmmakers we're so used well, to wearing some budget wearing so many hats but it's like literally wearing every single hat yeah mm-hmm. you know so it's um i mean usually we'll have help we'll have one or two people at you know most, uh, you know somebody helping us or you know audio or whatever but to do every every single thing, and that's one thing when we started out. You know, it was much much more of a, a lower scale or scope, I should say, uh, smaller scope of everything, where we could just go in the backyard and shoot something. But then, you know, as you get better and and you're, you're raising the bar, you can only do so much with two people. So, I think yeah. it's great. You know, we talk about it all the time. I think it's so vital to have the experience of doing everything yourself. But that's just to put you in a position to be able to do what you want to do more effectively because mm-hmm. now you can speak the language because you've done it you've you know you're not going to be as good you'll never be as good of a sound person as whoever you bring on but now you have the, you can kind of you know how to communicate with them a little bit better because you've been in that position and stuff so yeah, it's so exactly. important but this is just the uh, unnecessary <laughs> <laughs> i've had it yeah well it's it's uh you know i credit all that to like um learning producing just 
because no one no one else is gonna do it for you you know yeah and then i've produced all of my films now as well as some other things and um you know i had to learn i, I just i learned it all by doing you know because yeah. no one no one else was going to do it for me yeah yeah uh so yeah I, I much like you're saying you know it's it's uh once you start to learn all the jobs on set you know and again you're never going to be as great at uh when you hire people to do those specific jobs but again it's a lot easier to communicate with them about your vision and this and that blah mm -hmm. blah if you've somewhat been in their shoes before yeah yeah and i think also um you know you you're you're better equipped to sort of um weed out someone that has more of a tone that you have like for instance if you've never run sound then you may not know what good sound sounds like Mm -hmm. Right. And someone says like, oh, yeah, I run sound. And you're like, OK, well, then I guess you'll run sound. But you wouldn't know, really. Right. You know, if, mm -hmm. like, wow, that, you know, this person's equipment's not great or it sounds really tinny, but you've never done it yourself. You know, so how can you because yeah. you know, we've you know, we've gone through uh, uh, to hire sound people and we listen to all their reels. And uh, you can tell through people's equipment like this maybe doesn't sound so great. And then you look and you're like, eh, you know, and you find someone that that has really good sound. And you're like, all right, this is the person I want to go with. Um, then they get into a car accident two days before your oh shoot. Oh, my God, that did happen to us. Yes. <laughs> what? Our last they okay? Shoot. Yeah, they were fine. Uh, but okay, it good. was literally... No, it was the day before. The day before. The, the day shoot. before our shoot. It was a one-week shoot. It was like the biggest film that we've done. And he called and he was like, "Yeah, I can't do it. I got into a car accident." We're like, "Okay, <laughs> like, um, this is a huge problem." But, but much like a professional, he then it got us in contact with somebody who was willing to do it. Literally at the last minute. The last minute for his rate. Um, yeah. I mean, he was good, so. Oh, it <laughs> worked right. out. Worked out. <laughs> yeah. But uh, those, you know, it's those those moments that can happen. Has has anything happened like that for you on a shoot? Like what major? Oh, I, I mean, it happens to everybody. Every but shot. is there anything every, that's more memorable? <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, let's see. Um, yeah, we actually had one uh, on on Miners Mountain on the 2017 shoot. Uh, that film was shot over a span of. So we shot the original thing in 2014, mm -hmm. and then we shot again in 2017, and then I edited and, and did all, you know, we did all the VFX and whatnot all up until 2019. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, so I don't know. I kind of got in a groove uh, in the pre-production process there, and we had a great first AD, uh, one of my close friends, Erica. She was going to first for us and whatnot, but I ended up one night, you know, throwing back a couple drinks and was just like knocking out the call sheets and stuff and she was actually one of my roommates at the time and she was like i can do that like that's kind of part of it i was like i know it's cool but you're like doing this for me for free you know so like i'll just <laughs> knock it out um so like the the it was like the second or third day of shooting uh the the location that i put there's like two locations mm -hmm. that with the same address but one is like downtown Wilmington and the other one is by the beach. And it, so it's like a 25, 30 minute drive difference. And uh, I put the wrong, I put the downtown location by accident, just not thinking, you know, oh. Wilmington, North Carolina. <laughs> so uh, I remember showing up, <clears throat> um, I remember showing up to set and it was like, uh, dude, why is everybody late? It's our last day. Like, you know, <laughs> let's just, and then I realized, like, everyone started calling me and like, hey, so are you coming to set? 
And I was like, what are you talking about? I'm here. They had all went downtown, so <laughs> oh, man. it was like an hour and a half of like waiting. On oh, I felt so bad because it was like, okay, that's my fault. Now I'm, just, I'm just giving call sheets to my first AD from now on. I'm not doing that again. Lesson so, learned. I mean, yeah, I have stuff like that happen all the time. I remember, for instance, our, our DP uh, Eli uh, Wallace Johansson. He drove up uh, a five-ton Griffin electric truck from uh, Lighthouse Films uh, from Wilmington to Boone, North Carolina, which mm -hmm. is about a six-hour drive. But in that big ass truck, which pretty much tops out at like 65 mm -hmm. miles an hour, mm -hmm. so you can imagine, you know, his six-hour drive turned into like seven or eight. But uh, he <laughs> he got stuck. Uh, the road that was turning into our uh, like this, this big ass. Uh, mountain neighborhood we were shooting in mm -hmm. um he got stuck turning into that road there was a power line that was like the it was clearly gonna clip the truck Ugh. so like after doing all this driving and none of us had service at this mountain place oh perfect we were shooting at. <laughs> yeah so we're all like man i wonder if eli's okay maybe a few of us should go out to the road and kind of just like flag him down you know or whatever and so we did, and the guy had been there for like two hours. <laughs> I remember I got an email as I was walking up the, um, as I was walking up this this uh, huge gravel road. I got an email, and Eli had resorted to emailing us because no one would pick up their phones, and the email was like, um, "Can a brother get some help?" <laughs> the next one was like, uh, "Can I get a copy or something like that?" <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so we ended up having to finagle it and got him down there, but I felt so bad. Uh -huh. Wow. The DP was, yeah, he was exhausted. But So those are a few examples, but, yeah, that happens pretty much every day on a shoot with yeah. everything going wrong and then yeah. having to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like uh, you plan meticulously to for your shoot just to be able to throw it away and start right. all over because yeah. something happened and you got to... The illusion, Shoot all your scenes, the illusion the, of organization. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. we want to look like we have our shit together, but yeah. uh, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a free-for-all. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You know, it happens that way when you are super prepared. So you can imagine going into that that situation not being prepared. I mean, the call, Although, call I guess, sheets are like, uh, yeah, to me, they're, it, it's like this, uh, it's a suggestion. You know what I mean? Oh, when sure. I look at a, a call sheet, I'm like, this is the, this is what we're suggesting the day should go like. Mm. But um, even like it, on other people's sets that I've worked on bigger budgeted sets, I was like, none of this happened when it was supposed to. Like I'm and looking what? at my call sheet and I'm like, this isn't. And, the, and you know, they, they have tons of people. They have way more money yeah. and tons of people. So I'm like, all right, I feel I don't feel too bad about being generally about an hour behind, <laughs> Like you mm. know, because we're. On this big old set, and we're we're five hours behind, so Hell. like all right, I don't feel too yeah, bad. Yeah, it's like the bigger the bigger it's like the bigger the production, then the more cogs in the wheel that could <laughs> cogs cogs that could go wrong. You know, when one thing goes wrong on that kind of set, it just snowballs so fast, and then the next thing you know, you're way behind. Whereas for us, something goes wrong, we can. I can't imagine having to wrangle, like, sure. 40 actors, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's hard enough uh, getting yeah. the four that I'm like, guys, guys, come on. <laughs> I need everybody here. I can't imagine, like, having all these extras and yeah. people all over the place. Like, I don't I don't think I was built for that kind of <laughs> Yeah, I got some, some close friends in the AD department who, you know, have to do that on a daily basis. And yeah. I just, I can't do it. 
I couldn't do it. I'd start yelling at folks, and that's not. Yeah, good, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd be the mean preschool teacher that gets fired <laughs> for yeah. yelling at all the kids. You need that bad cop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You need the good cop and bad cop, don't you? Yeah. So, um, okay, so you're doing a, a sequel to Miner's Mountain because it, it definitely ends where you can obviously yeah, continue yeah. the story. So um, uh, what was the, did you write that with anyone or was that just your story? No, that was, yeah, I just wrote that on, on my own. My okay. dad actually was the inspiration behind it. Um, but yeah, so I ended up writing that on my own. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I originally wrote it like with a feature idea in mind mm -hmm. and uh that was the whole intent was don't we this. all yeah right <laughs> uh i wanted to kind of i guess it was it was kind of like a, a promo mm -hmm. piece i guess but then it it turned out where when we got home in 2014 and kind of looked at the footage there was no like real arc there for the, the character uh it was more of like a scene uh which is fine, I think. I mean, there's plenty of incredibly successful filmmakers who just go do... I mean, you know, uh, David Sandberg, you know, doing Lights Out and stuff like that, yeah. you know, just mm -hmm. doing, like, a crazy, scary scene. Um, but I just wanted... I wanted to tell, you know, a challenge for myself. I just wanted to tell more of, like, an overall arc in a story, you know. And So anyway, yeah, so it sat dormant for two or three years, um, just trying to figure out, like, how to make this work. And then one day I just, you know, light bulb went off, and I was like, oh, okay. I think I know how to do this now. So I rewrote um, some of the script and we shot three more days. And then, uh, yeah, then just edited. God, it feels like so long ago. It feels like a whole other <laughs> life. It's like six years working on a short film. You'd think I'd have more to show for it. But anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so finished that. And then, uh, yeah, festival thing, just kind of cut us short. I was like, that's my luck. That's fine. <sighs> Yeah. So uh, with COVID and whatnot, um, but I tell you what, I never expected the, um, I never expected uh, how much it would uh, be, reach out to so many people on YouTube. Uh, I did cool. not expect the, the the feedback we've gotten at all, mm -hmm. which was incredibly, you know, humbling. Um, so yeah, we we did part two. As kind of like a thank you to them. It was I never envisioned doing. Like, if you would have told me that the very next thing I'm going to do after Miners Mountain is another Miners Mountain, <laughs> yeah. I would have told you yeah. to fuck off. Like, there's no way. Uh, yeah. So fate has it. But I kind of did it as like a thank you. Um, and I got the idea one night. I ha we had our actors coming in on a Saturday uh, from out of town to do like a behind the scenes interview because I've been putting together a little behind the scenes uh, mm -hmm. thing for it and. Um, so the Wednesday beforehand, I ended up having a few drinks and just kind of got in this weird zone. I kind of freaked myself out with a little idea in my house. Like, you know, when you kind of get in that sense of, I don't know how big of horror fans you guys are, but if you get in that, that kind of zone where you, like, allow yourself to be scared, you yeah. know, like, you yeah. kind of like, all right, like, I, I can snap out of this right now, but I'm going to just keep letting it happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I just... <laughs> kept drinking and kept freaking myself out so i was like i'm gonna write this down so i yeah i wrote the script in one night and then we they were in town saturday and we shot sunday monday and tuesday so that was the quickest turnaround i've ever had yeah and also we'll never do that again <laughs> yeah but uh yeah 
There was um, there was something that stood out to me. I mean, there were several things, but the one thing that stood out to me that I wanted to mention that <clears throat> may seem weird to some people, um, it's a compliment for me, although it may not seem like it, is that uh, the like the the police station, I guess it would be the office. Uh, mm-hmm. I have a huge pet peeve when you have actors in the same scene of different skin tones. Because so often it's blown out because you're compensating for one tone or it's completely dark because you're compensating for another skin tone. And Mm. I thought that the lighting was really great in that because your lead, I believe, is African-American. So, you know, he had a darker skin tone. His scene partners were lighter. And so it's like that. I see that go badly so often. Um, mm. And it was really nice. It was a really nice tone that you had in there. And, you know, I know someone might be like, that's what you, you know, <laughs> but I do notice that because, you know, I, I've been in a, been watching a scene and then it's supposed to be like a dark or sometimes a scene that's supposed to be at night, which obviously is still lit, but it's lit, uh, to, you know, to, down to such, such an extent that you are losing people's features. Like, I can't mm. even see this person anymore. Um, even that's artistic. Even people, you know, we meant to do that, but uh, even even lighter skin tones, you know, sometimes it just goes down way too far, and you're like, I have no idea what I'm looking at. <laughs> like, you lost me. You get a camera with a lot of dynamic range, you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. That's a big compliment to uh, Eli, our DP, and and the camera team, and the the uh, Griffin Electrics. Yeah, they. Uh, I know, I've known those guys for a long time. Some of them are, my, are yeah. some of my best friends. So. Uh, yeah, Good job. It's just a compliment to them. <laughs> yeah, they, they killed it. Yeah, but I I liked the I liked the tone of the film because it was um, like you knew it, you knew it was going to be a, a sort of scary kind of horror thing, but um, it wasn't overdone. You know what I yeah, mean? So many people run with like this is a horror movie and let's have a jump scare every five seconds, and then by the time the actual prize comes at the end, I'm like I don't even care anymore because you know you mm-hmm. you've you know you've amped me up so much that now I'm expecting something and you know the I'm not going to give anything away for those that want to see it but you know when the end comes you're like oh you know like because you didn't know what you were looking for I, I knew something was coming but I didn't know what I was going to get yeah. you know and I, I, I do appreciate that. I appreciate thank your you. control <laughs> <laughs> thank you yeah that's um that really kind of all stemmed I think just from looking at uh, horror shorts on YouTube and whatnot, you know and my my younger cousin, he's uh, nine ten years younger than I am. Uh, so like, I grew up like you know, s- scaring him. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, he loved watching like you know scary horror movies and whatnot. And uh, so you know, after I've s- he's seen all the movies, it was like, you know, he he and the family would come over for Thanksgiving or something, and he'd be like, "Let's watch a new scary movie." And I'm like, "Dude, we've we've watched them all." You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to YouTube, I guess, you know? So, like, once I saw how many views some people were getting on there with films that were, um, I mean, I don't want to... Uh, just less experienced snag. filmmakers? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> things that were just, like, you know, uh, hey, people dug it, cool. Yeah. yeah. You know, wasn't my fancy, but that doesn't mean anything. But then I kind of realized, you know, maybe I can maybe I can do that. I think the one thing that I thought a lot was lacking was that there was really no character depth. It was kind of like you were saying, you know, mm. like point and shoot, trying to scare you. Yeah. Um, and I'm more interested in like telling a character story. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, thank you. That's, that's, that's what we tried to do. Um, I'm, I think, I don't think we excel very much at, with, uh, scaring people. I don't know. Maybe I'm just, 
Well, there's different. It, it's subjective, and yeah, there's yeah. different kinds of scary. You know, I mean, was it was it the kind of you know movie that had you jumping? Like, no, because it's not. It wasn't that mm. kind of horror movie. Um, yeah. I I like psychological thrillers and horrors way more than I do. Like, I mean, I grew up watching like Hellraiser and stuff. I've seen the worst of them, but um, yeah. they have their those films have their place. You know, but. Um, mm. Even still, Hellraiser is a Clive Barker novel, so it, it was story-based, you know, and I think that's kind of what's thrown me off modern horror is that there's no storyline. It's just, you know, how, yeah, how can we get, for some reason, we need to get an effect of somebody turning around and doing that fast, high-pitched scream. Their mouth get is the like, audio for it. You know, it's the same. Yeah, it's the same sound, and every horror movie, their mouth opens really wide, and I'm like, gee. Mm. <laughs> I also okay. really hate the, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, I know I did a lot of cliches in Miner's Mountain, but I hate the the slow turn, you know, of like something's right behind. I don't know. Oh, I just okay, yeah. hate it. Yeah. Like, yeah. If I'm just there, I would be like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I hate that. Uh, I will say though, uh, one thing I tried to do with like the part two th uh, deal uh, was I tried to deliver on the scary aspect, which I feel like I didn't do as much on as uh, on the first one. I think that we set up some pretty great characters that people seem to really enjoy, which is again incredibly uh, humbling. But um, so part two is more so just like having fun and expanding mm -hmm. that world a little bit mm -hmm. and uh i really tried to vamp up uh the scares and like the weirdness on that one since it, you know it's it's uh it's kind of something i just needed to get off like get off my chest you know mm -hmm. like, yeah, yeah. All right, I, I, I think i can do it i'll do mm -hmm. it yeah it's a, out of the way it's a tough balance because people are so conditioned to not you, you know really look into the characters when they when they know they're watching a scary movie or a horror film you know character development once you start introducing that i think people it's just like this kind of disconnect people have with it um i don't know it's just a weird thing like a slasher film with character development is just not something that really exists and i don't know there, there's probably some psychology to it that i'm not smart enough to understand in terms of like <laughs> being emotionally invested in something but then also seeing well, I think the it's because they, in slashers, you're killing people off left and right. And so there's really no time for character development because that's <laughs> yeah. what makes it a slasher film is that you're yeah. going to last five seconds and then we're going to kill you. So. Well, I think there's a balance In the middle there. of an arc and he's just yeah. done. Yeah, done. You know, <laughs> but so. I think that can be an effective thing, you know, if you yeah, I mean, utilize I guess. it. It's hard to tell that story. Way. I sort of understand why the slasher films, but it's why I appreciate like the uh, Ari Aristers of the world um, sure. because it's like... Yeah. Um, and, I, and I'm the first person to say that if I, I, I can admire somebody and not love everything they do, like I, I loved at you, Hered Knight. <laughs> I loved Hereditary. Um, Midsummer was like okay for me, but uh, I didn't love it. But I still love him as a filmmaker because I think he's doing something that someone else isn't, that no one else is really doing right now. Sure. And I love when I can pinpoint somebody's work and yeah i mean we i i i just with with shamalan shamalan i really do love his work but sometimes i'm like that fell for me i didn't like that at all but i yeah. love that he still does what he wants to do i know when i'm watching his movies i know when it's one of his stories and that to me is like, like not everything you do is going to be perfect not everybody's going to love everything you do the same way um and that's not ju that doesn't speak for somebody's ability as a filmmaker because I could say that about Scorsese's films. I have ones that I love and ones that I was like not my favorite, 
but there were other to other people that was their you know his best movie so it's yeah. it's just yeah. your it's taste yeah. it's, so it's just your taste that's it um so uh, so is this it for miners mountain have you stopped at two <laughs> or are we going to three <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anymore. <laughs> like I said, I I never would have thought that I would have done it too after this. So, um, I don't, right now the main thing that I've been working on uh, through this quarantine is uh, uh, writing it out as a series is, mm-hmm. is what I really intended now. You know, on on uh, on going forward with it. Uh, so part two. Um, it, it doesn't necessarily follow like what I've written for mm-hmm. the show, um, so I'm really just focused now on like pitching, or trying to pit, trying to get out there and, and pitch it as a, a episodic, um, and see, you know, what sticks and what doesn't. And also, I'm totally okay with it just being what it is for now, mm-hmm. and and someone saying, you know, maybe get a few other notches under your belt and then maybe revisit that again in a mm-hmm. couple years. Like that's. I'd love to uh, to do something that doesn't have Miner's Mountain in the title, <laughs> for sure. I'm pretty sure my friends are all burnt out. Yeah. You know, everyone is tired of me talking. They all want to get so. off the mountain. Oh, yeah, yeah, we all do. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I don't know. I I think there's a life outside of of what's on what is on YouTube right now. But I'm also uh, super fine, you know, exploring other themes and stories and stuff. I was going to ask you that. Do you have an interest in dramas or comedy or anything like that absolutely yeah i think i mean some of my favorite movies are just straight dramas yeah you know i think uh my favorite film of all time not like rewatchable that much i'm every once in a while but shawshank redemption to me is like (laughs) i watch it every time it's on (laughs) it's so good you know like everyone's like ah you know i don't have time to sit down and watch two and a half hours of this movie but then as soon as you start watching it's like that was so easy to watch it was just so I don't, that to me is one of is an almost perfect film. So, uh, yeah, I think the best dramas are, are is how I kind of learned how to tell my stories. You know, because mm-hmm. again, even comedy, there's a lot of comedies out there where it's just like silly jokes that don't really land. You know, whereas I think the the way to do it is like if you look at dramas, they find the comedic aspects of the scene and they mm-hmm. play the comedic part of the scene based on the you know what's what is grounded in yeah right um you know so uh i don't know you look at uh, the todd phillips films you know i think he does that perfectly you know again some can be a little boisterous and out there but Mm -hmm. i think for the most part it's about playing the ridiculousness of the scene i don't know one person who didn't watch hangover when zach galifianakis is about to get tased in the face and there's (laughs) that slow-mo of that kid like just eyeballing him as he's walking up i don't know one person who didn't laugh at that scene yeah because it's just so ridiculous but we all wish we were that kid who could just tase the shit out of (laughs) (laughs) so anyway yeah but then also you know you have the characters playing those scenes in ernst you know what i mean they're not they're not going over the top for the sake of the laugh, they're going over the top because that's what the character would do in the moment, and that's what's funny about it. Is, yeah, exactly. You know, so it's like exactly. Um, I always really like. I always really like when a, a film or a scene is not meant to be comedic in the slightest bit, but somehow mm-hmm. a moment takes place, and the person just delivers a line in a way that you know it, something terrible is happening in the background, but you find yourself laughing at something that they did or the way they said it. Like those are my favorite. Those moments that are like that. This wasn't meant to be funny at all. Yeah. <laughs> but right. uh, this person just has a 
a look on their face or, you know, like just something about them that, that just gets you. I, I love that. I love yeah. catching those moments. I yeah. think James Wan does that pretty, pretty darn well. Um, they shot The Conjuring here in, in Wilmington. And, uh, oh, okay. I really, really enjoyed that film. And I remember there's a particular scene where everyone in the house, like the, I think the light bulbs are starting to flash, uh, you know, no, no, mean, I mean, if you haven't seen it by now, that's your own fault. But, uh, <laughs> I think, yeah, the light bulbs are starting to flash and everyone's, like, super tense and nervous or whatever. And then that, like, goofy cop, like, walks out of the bathroom having just flushed the toilet, you know? And yeah. everyone's, like, all on edge. Yeah. And it's just like, what? So I love that, you know, playing the, the again, like you were saying, the, whether it's just someone making a funny face or, again, kind of playing the ridiculousness of the scene, you know, everyone kind of coming back to reality and being like, oh, we're, we just kind of all went down the same road with that, didn't we? We should probably take it down a notch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what's, uh, so you're, you're writing it as a series. Uh, I, do, you, do you write multiple things at the same time, like I do like a weirdo, or do you, <laughs> I'll write I like can't. four scripts at once. <laughs> I don't know why I do that, uh, but I always wonder if other writers do that. I, I can't, I, I get ideas all the time, and I have like a film notebook on me, uh, not all the time, but a lot of the time I have a little thing to mm -hmm. write down notes or, you know, the handy-dandy phone. Or... So I have a lot of notes that I, I jot down, but I can't... Um, it's really hard for me to write multiple projects at the same time because when I'm writing the one, I always feel like I'm not... I should be giving the other one attention, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, and... It's like children. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's not it's something weird. I recommend. It's just for some reason there have been times where... I've been writing more than one script at once, and usually one of them is the script that I'm actually writing, and then the other one is like this very detailed outline, so that sure. when I'm done with the other one, <laughs> I'm almost done with this one now, so I have more of it in, and I can finish that off. But um, yeah, it's just like I I have so many scripts that I'll never film, mm -hmm. but for some reason I have to just write that idea down. It's like, it, it just will annoy me to the point where I have to at least make an outline, then it's like, there, okay? Yeah. Now, stop. <laughs> when I go back to the other thing I'm doing, um, and then, you know, they'll probably just sit there forever, who knows, but if I yeah. ever need something, it's like, well, I have 25 concepts to run through, I guess. Yeah. I'm very superstitious as well. I'm very much the same way where I have to like, I have to write it down, because mm -hmm. there's that little tiny, part of me that's like well maybe one day like you'll be looking for an idea to solve this scene and that'll solve it yeah and it's like clearly like <laughs> we're never gonna go back and look at some of these ideas yeah, yeah. but there's that one part of me of like maybe maybe it'll come up you know in the future for something i yeah. don't know but yeah i I feel you. It's like a hoarder of ideas. It's the yeah, worst. Exactly. Yeah, that's, it's yeah, the worst because I go, I see, here's the thing. I do go back more or less, but more so because I'm like, what the hell is all this? I don't remember writing any of these. And then I'm, mm. I'm, I'm like, well, I'll, I'll remember once I get into the first paragraph and like 30% of the time I have no recollection at all of where the story was supposed to go. I'm like, I have no, I don't even remember writing this. I don't remember writing any of this. This character doesn't ring a bell. I have no idea what I wanted to do with that. Delete. <laughs> Just because mm -hmm. it's like, why is this sitting here? This brings nothing. But our last film, the concept for that, it was something that, that I did an outline and I shelved like four years ago, maybe five years ago even. And I did go back and I was like, that's right. I did want to do this. Like, mm -hmm. I wanted to do something that 
kind of had a culty feel, you know, so I was like, cool. all right. And then I brought, you know, I brought that one out and then just like actually started writing the script for it. But yeah, I have to say that there's tons of stuff that I'm like, I don't even know what the hell that's supposed to be about. What happens here? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Was I drunk? I'm <laughs> curious yeah. now. Where was I going? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Someone tell me the story. Yeah. Yeah. Someone so much this. easier. We should. I should do something like that online. Like you finish the story. <laughs> like, that's who, a cool idea. Who comes actually. up with the best, yeah. uh, the best ending? Because I had no idea yeah. what well, I was going to do. I love stuff it. like that too. To see how many how how people are so different. You know, mm -hmm. you give them. A subject matter and say okay now go make it your own yeah. based off the subject matter and then you just get like this huge spectrum of uh of, of all these different ideas I, I love that yeah. yeah what was what was the uh i guess the this the topic or rule when you did the road reel um oh shoot what was it i honestly can't remember offhand i know that it was like three minutes or less i don't know do they did do they, they have, have a theme topic? or something i don't know if they, I don't know they, if they did if they did on that one no I'm trying to remember i think i don't remember it being like you have to have like this line in there yeah, or anything i, I don't know. remember if we had that or not i remember they did say like no cussing really or whatever which was like shit you know fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh there was a there, in the vimeo version of it uh you know the there's a few words exchanged that are not on the YouTube version. Yeah. But, but anyway, I remember they said no cussing. And then, like, the majority of the films that I watched that were, like, <laughs> accepted that year had a lot of cuss words. And I was like, dude, what? We uh, got duped. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I can't remember what those uh, what those rules were offhand. Sorry about that. Um, That's weird about the expletives thing. I'm surprised. Yeah. And they what probably were like, let's not even, no one's gonna, no one's listening to our rules. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> everyone's going off left and right. Yeah. Actually, there was another, now that I think about it, there was another film challenge that I was trying to, to do. No. Remember that one? <laughs> it was like a horror one all in one oh, place. Oh, God, that's right. We, yeah, we were filming the Film Riot one. You're like, so there's, I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, we just did two in a row practically. We cannot squeeze another one and in. It was I'm like sorry. due at the end of October. Yeah, it was, was due like, at the same trying time. Trying to legitimately think how we could pull it off, no. but it's just not going to happen. I came in like a. Like an, an MMA voice of reason, and I just yeah. like <laughs> choke slam that. you. I was yeah. like, no, there's that's not <laughs> happening. <laughs> I remember. I think we did it. Oh yeah, we did a uh, uh, we did a film right one. I can't remember if it was before or after the road reel. I think it was we did like before, right? You did the Monday challenge when they were doing yeah. those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did like a Hitchcock challenge, and I had never done one before, but I. When they said Hitchcock, I was like, oh, I got this. Because yeah. at the time, I was like, I mean, um, much like you were saying earlier about, like, you know, certain filmmakers, how some of the work you love and some of it is mm -hmm. like, that eh, wasn't for me. But so I'm, you know, I'm very much like that with Shyamalan, too. I think in his earlier work, he, uh, I think he, 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 I think he was like a really a master of like the Alfred Hitchcockian suspense and type mm -hmm. of filmmaking. Um, a little, a little too much, actually. But anyway, so when they said Hitchcock, I was like, oh, I got this. I'm, I'm going to try this. So we gave that a shot. And yeah, it ended up working out, too. Yeah. Go figure. Uh, got to go with the gut. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's so funny. So people ask me, well, how do you direct or how do you edit, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, it's, you know, that's why filmmaking or, or art in general is just so subjective, you know, like... You can have people show you how to put up a light or 
whatever, how to how to structure a script. But I think at the end of the day, it's just like, do you have the the gut instinct, you know, or, or not? And if you don't, that's fine. Just if you can identify it, maybe try and hone in on it. You know? Yeah, yeah. Or see where you can use that to your advantage. So and yep. not overthink it. I think that's probably one yeah, of the yeah. get out of your own way. Man. Yeah. I'm all sorts of in my way once I start, you know, I can go down that rabbit hole and I'm like, all right, I have to stop because then, you know, you start finding holes in your own story that yeah. no one else would have found, but you're looking for a hole and yeah. you're like, it's probably not well, something that, anyone's going to think of. Why am I doing this? Yeah, it's that, it's that right. uh, perfectionism thing too. You know, we all kind of suffer from that because like, you know, I pretty much do all the posts, you know, outside mm -hmm. of scoring, which we've been lucky enough to be able to work with some people on, but you know, doing, you know, editing the audio, doing the sound design, just editing it, grading it, all that stuff. But I'm such a perfectionist that I want it to look as good as someone who does this for a living. And so that's good on one hand because you're pushing yourself and you're making yourself learn and all that sort of stuff. But on the other hand, it's like you end up hating everything you do because you're just not at that level. Yeah. Um, Are you hating the craft of it while it's like, man, this should be fun, you know? Yeah. And you kind of have those days, too, where you yeah. just kind of have to... But then you have days where you're like, oh, my God, this worked and it looks amazing or sounds amazing. And um, that kind of, is, you know, it's it's good to have those moments, too, to keep to keep you going. Those are the best days. Yeah. <laughs> I don't hate this. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Success. You have the days where you're like, I love this. This looks so good. And then your wife comes in and is like, what? This looks this is garbage. What is happening? Here? Oh, yeah. That's totally <laughs> it. Right? And you're like, oh, God, I worked so hard on this one vfx you know whatever shot and then you show it to one other person and then you notice while you're watching them watch it that you're cringing after you're yeah. like oh it's so good and then you're watching them watch it and you're just like oh shit it's not it's not good <laughs> yeah yeah because you get you get lost in it you know you it's well I'm, you need that break sometimes. i'm very forthcoming some would say i don't know um, and then also it's, you know, we don't have a professional relationship. We're married. So I can just be like, mm -hmm. I don't like that. It's no so, but it's so important. It's so but important to have. I do it because feedback. if I see something that's not up to par to where I know he can do better, I'm not going to say, oh, no, it's good. I'm like, that's crap. Like, you can do way better than that. I, that's, I've seen you do, you know, like, this is not that. No, that like start over <laughs> like here's here's what i don't like about this or i feel like you overthought that or this or this that like i know what he's capable of so if he gives me something that i know can be improved i don't hold back you know because we don't have time for that yeah. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. i'm 40 he's in his in his 40s i don't have time for that ass kissing thing that your friends do yeah. you know and to make you I, feel but great I feel like, like it's, it's what's so, wrong with it it's let me so know important that is so important and you know it's not like she's saying you suck and your your life is worthless or anything you know but it's like you know to have <laughs> to have the uh, you edited this you should just kill yourself why are you alive <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but i think it's so like i hate you know, hey, if somebody genuinely likes your film, and she'll be the first person to compliment me on something I did that she likes or thinks is great or whatever, but also having people around you that will be honest and 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 not just taking the opportunity to hate something because people love to like be art critics and stuff, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. you know, having that honest feedback and and it's so like I just don't like the oh no, it's great, you know, like I'm not your child, you don't have to love everything I do, like. If this is something that's not speaking to you, that's... But also, as a creator, you have to be able to take that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have to be able to take that and, and, and see the constructiveness in it. Whereas, 
You know, if someone's like, oh, I don't like that, doesn't work for me. I was like, well, what do you know? You're, stu- <laughs> you're stupid anyway. You know, but it's right. it's it's so important to be, because how are you going to get better if well, everyone just pretends to it, love your you stuff? Know? Yeah, it's the why of it. It's like, I don't. Yes, man, I, I don't need them. The worst, yes, people. The worst thing that, as an actor for me that you can do is tell me that you like something and then I see the final product and I'm like, that was terrible. Why did anybody yeah. say that this scene was good? I mean, there's a way to, you know, don't tell me, like, you suck. <laughs> but, you know, tell me what I, what is not right about the scene. That's what I want to know. You know, what can I improve improve upon as an actor in this scene, as this character? Is this out of character? Where did I go wrong? Like, that's not, it, that's what helps me, is not sure. just saying, like, okay, great. Like, well, what was it? <laughs> like, you know, can I do better? I, I, you know, that's... Uh, it's really that's really something that uh, I notice is difficult for a lot of first-time filmmakers. First things that they jump into a feature, that which drives me crazy. I don't know why they do that. Stop doing that. Don't do that. <laughs> and and I can stop understand. that now. Stop that now. I understand when you're like when people come out of film school and they do that because you have uh, you have allies in that. Sure. You have sound people. You have you know that. The, the the sound coming off of uh, a, a student is going to sound better than you know your neighbor. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, it's like they may not have experience in the field, but they know more about the ins and outs of it, so it's going to sound better. And so, yeah, you can probably jump into that when you have locations and you you know you have access to that. But I I, I don't know how many times people have said that that are like, oh, I really want to make a film. I have an idea. Like oh what is it? they're like well so it's like it's like two hours and I'm like, that's not, that's the worst thing you could possibly if you want to hate making films do that because <laughs> yeah. you're gonna make or so spend many six mistakes years on a short. <laughs> <laughs> who does Probably that, that too. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah but that's you know, not like just, the only thing you've ever done yeah you you know you're doing other stuff but it's uh I get I get that you know I get that all the time when we go to we've gone to film fest and stuff people walk up to us like yeah I really wanted to make this I have this this script that I wrote it's like 120 pages I'm like that's a, you've never made anything before like no I'm like that's that's a lot that is a lot to do if you've never even picked up a camera or never even shot anything before that just seems like a great way to hate whatever that is mm-hmm. that's going to be yeah. or you get like the total opposite end of the spectrum where they make that film. And that's all they make, and they're still talking about that film ten years later. And I'm like, oh, like, yeah, I filmed this ten years ago. I'm like, we're still we're still screening this. Yeah, <laughs> like, haven't moved on, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we- actually, a, a really good friend and close uh, collaborator of mine, Nick Westfall. That was kind of his path. You know, he I think he made like a few tiny little shorts, you mm-hmm. know, with him and one man band sort of thing. Um, but uh, he wrote this feature called Finding Home back in like twenty. 15 2016 or something like that and um and like sold his car and they had you know a little bit of a budget oh damn (laughs) this made this feature and uh it was uh it's kind of a film kind of about adoption and Mm -hmm. uh anyway it found a market you know um it wasn't like the most successful film ever made or anything like that but um he, he he also stems from a huge writing background. Mm-hmm. He's a really fantastic writer, and he's he's been published and written some books. Uh, so he writes more than he, he's a maniac. I, I'm actually co-writing a um, a feature with him right now, and I feel bad sometimes because there are certain days, you know, I sit down to write, and you know, you either got it or you don't. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know? yeah. <laughs> and it's just 
Uh, every time he sits down, he ends up knocking out something that sounds great. Uh, so that's been really helpful with me because he's like, "Nah, man, come on, we got it right. We got it right. Yeah. Stick yeah. to the, stick to the, uh, the, uh, the path, you know." And uh, but anyway, yeah. So it's funny because there are some people, like you said, who they make that they spend all their time and efforts on this this one feature or or whatever, and and then yeah, they're still still. I mean, I guess I can't really talk. Uh, you know, I'm still talking about mine shit six years later, but <clears throat> that's yeah, different. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's funny cause you just burn yourself out. You know, yeah. if you, if you, if you go too strong and right into the thick of it, you know, which is why I still love making shorts, but I'm at the point where it's just like, I gotta make, um, you know, I work in the industries, uh, still and, um, you know, day played a lot as an electrician on, on shows and whatnot. But, uh, it's like I, I really got to start proving to myself and others that I can make money as a director, you know, right, and, right. and and be able to really live, which I have in the past, but mm-hmm. not to an extent of where yeah, directing paid all my bills this year, and that's you know where I'm trying to work toward, or writing, you know, or producing, even though producing is kind of a love hate relationship, <laughs> yeah. you know, kind of have to do it out of necessity, but uh, or necess, yeah, however you say the word. Mm. But, uh, anyway, I'm just yeah. There's uh, well, you know, right there's <clears throat> there's a, a lot of directors that we've spoken to that um, you know have done amazing work and still aren't directors full time. Yeah, I mean, people, mm-hmm. you know, that it's it's not like other professions, you know, where you're just you're one and done and you're in and that's it. You know, uh, mm-hmm. with directing is it's especially now with like what's going on. Well, you know, yeah. you're you, you could be done like that and uh, have to you have to rely on something else so um, plus i think there's the the glamour side of it where you know you want to shoot feature films and be a director but you know a lot of those people were like making music videos and wedding videos and corporate yeah, videos to make and, stuff you don't want to make you know, necessarily yeah to yeah. to get it and i think people get that um that idea of well i just want to direct feature films and make a living doing that it's like well just doesn't usually happen that way. It's like yeah, even feature film directors are making the majority of their money like shooting commercials. Yeah, and stuff, other you know? stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We so, almost went down that like that wedding videography, mm-hmm. and yeah. I was like, I don't want to do That's this. That's a tough gig. I was like, I don't yeah. want. Like I saw you know we we did a bunch. Yeah, know, we, we did, did some. A, yeah, a couple. And I was like, and it's different when it's like friends, you know. And it's like that's different. It's like, okay, here's your gift, you know. And then he he does the video for them, but. Um, it was, you know, we were starting to get people we didn't know and stuff like that, and I was like, I so don't want to do this. The, pre- like, the pressure is just... I know, you know, we can make good money in it, but there's, so, like, everyone does it. There's so much competition in it. Um, and then it's just also, it's like, I, I can see this becoming how we make money, and then yeah. we don't make films, because right. we yeah. have to, you know, we got to keep, a, you know, a roof over our head, and, you know, so then it all just becomes about wedding videos, which, like, can be nice and cool, yeah, but it's just, that's not, like, what you I want to do. that happens a lot, you know, you, you want to, you, you know, you jump, you, you jump in, you're like, all right, I'm going for it, and then you start making some money directing music videos or wedding videos or whatever it is, corporate videos, and then you're just doing that so much to, you know, to, to survive that... You know, it just then becomes a job, and then doing what you actually love is, you know, falls by the wayside. We've lost fellow, yeah. we've lost fellow filmmakers to it. Yeah, <laughs> that just went corporate. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a virus. They're like, oh, they got it. They got the corporate virus. You yeah. know, it was just. And then they, they they're talking about this 
short that they were going to make. We're like, you've been talking about that for nine years, dude. Like, just make it already. <laughs> we're just like, yeah. stop talking about it. Yeah. Uh, because it's just corporate at that point. It's like it's so bizarre. I've got some friends who who do the the you know the corporate videos and the um, and the wedding videos. I got to hand it to them because a lot of the times they come out just looking really nice. Yeah, a lot of them. yeah, really beautiful and. And They've I, improved know, I, since since when people started doing that. It is a whole different world when yeah. you look at like yeah. the, the '90s camcorder like kind of feature <laughs> film trailer. Yeah. yeah, they look like films. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you know, I um, I yeah, again, I got to hand it to him because I just it it secured in me that I made the right decision that okay, I my heart is not in wedding videos. Yeah. you know, mm -hmm. like I don't. It's not. It doesn't what gets me up in the morning. Yeah. And, um, but then seeing them take take it and and do what they do with some of their videos is like wow that how cool it is that i can appreciate it now yeah mm -hmm. watching them do their thing and knowing that i kind of made my right decision and pursued a path that is hopefully gonna put us both in a in a marketable um uh standpoint so yeah yeah it's funny watching watching it uh after you make the decision watch what happens within it you know because mm -hmm. i remember doing wedding videos and stuff back in the day as a kid and you know i'm cutting together these hour and a half long videos you know like a wedding with yeah the reception and yeah. it's like Shh, dude, this is <laughs> not worth the money that i'm the, that i'm barely getting you yeah know? And now it's all like like yeah like you said like a, a freaking movie trailer yeah. you know yeah. is your wedding video and it's like well you know what maybe if i had done it like that back then <laughs> yeah. some things might be different but it's just it's just the, when uh, i see what people pay for wedding videos i'm like yeah hey, i've got a but what? <laughs> I ain't paying that when I get married. Uh, uh, I'll set up my own camera in the corner and call it a day. Yeah, seriously. Well, I, think, I think that's why, like, when friends of ours have gotten married, they're like, um, can you, you know, like, yeah, yeah I guess he's going to be filming that because, and, you know, even still, it's like, uh, you know, they, it's a great gift for them because yeah. they would have paid thousands for that. And we wouldn't have given you thousands as a gift. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it's yeah. like. I just hate the. Uh, whatever. The, the live aspect of it, you know. Uh, you know, I mean, we've. Anyone that's done them knows when you start out, you know, you, you miss that beautiful shot. I did that's one, it. and the, the couple walks out from the church to the doors and they go and they have this kiss there but of course you know I'm exposed for the inside and then they open the doors and all of a sudden it's a disaster so it's stuff like that 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 sort of I love being on set when things go wrong and I have to figure out how to fix it and be creative yeah. with the all right we'll move this scene over here and we'll you know like I get into that mode but uh, when it's somebody's wedding that they're paying me however goddamn much money they're paying me and, and yeah. I have this one opportunity and I don't know where they're going to be and what it's going to be like and I just I don't like that pressure. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's tough. I, I'm not built for that type yeah. of <laughs> stuff either, man. I, yeah. I like being on set and figuring out those problems there, yeah. but I can't during someone's wedding. Like, yeah. Nah, <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm the guy at the bar. I'm not the yeah, guy yeah. in the yeah. camera. Make wedding. sure you get this shot because the wedding cost us sixty thousand dollars. Was that all? Yeah, okay. yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. But we're not gonna tell you anything. You have to just figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just buy some stock photos and put their faces on it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, where can people find your work? Uh, my, I get my my my, uh, my website bennettpellington.com, uh, YouTube. Okay. Um, we'll have all the links for everything so you guys can check it out. Yep. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, thank you guys. Are we wrapping up? I don't yeah. even know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, thank you guys We've so had much enough for having of you. me on the show. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> yeah. We're done with you. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, thank, thank you for being on. And, and so what, when do you think you'll have the second uh, Miner's Mountain out? I'm really trying to, I'm going to release the trailer actually today. Oh, perfect. Uh, for the part two. Um, I'm really trying to have it done uh, by Halloween. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. All right, so, so very soon. So if you haven't seen, yeah, if you haven't seen the first one, check that out, and then you'll have the second one coming like pretty much right afterwards. So that yeah. worked out. That's yeah. <laughs> good timing. Yeah. So if you're yeah, listening so to this, we're... then you, the trailer's out now. So go. Yeah, watch Yeah, the trailer it. will be out we'll now. We'll have a link so... to that trailer yeah, as well. So you can... Yeah, go watch it right now. <laughs> go watch it right now. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you know, we can't wait to check that out, and uh, you know, we'd love to follow up with you and see what you do next. Yeah, please, I'd, I'd, I'd love to. Thank you awesome. guys again for the Your first non-minor film, we'll uh, <laughs> have you back on. Let oh. us know. <laughs> yeah, you'll get a call. I'll be bitching and venting. <laughs> All right, thank you so much for being on. Thank you. Bye. That was Bennett. Bennett? Bennett. Bennett. Get to the chopper, Bennett. Right, isn't it? Okay. No. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, good dude. I yeah, like him. That was fun. Good stuff. I want yeah. to see the second because we saw the first one. So and no, the trailer. The we, yeah, go yeah. go check out the trailer. We're gonna check everything out. We'll have all the links, the linkage for things, mm -hmm. so you can check all that out. And uh, hopefully, COVID's over at some point. Maybe Enough by the time you're listening actually... to this, it'll all be over. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it'll all be done. You just wake up and it was all a dream. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't know. The the. The uh, the whole film fest thing. Actually, I was gonna get into that a bit. Just in a, that we've been talking about, like potentially just kind of closing out a vital sign and putting it on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, we've because, had that discussion. Um, I think six months ago, I was still really hopeful that by January we'd be good. You know, and it was like, all right, so we'll just pick it up next. January because there were a couple that we missed that were at the beginning of the year and it was like all right well we'll put it in there and I don't know man I, the, we're almost a year you know we're going to be rounding in in a year in February yeah so February March ish you know yeah I don't see how this is going to be over and done with to the to the extent of being able to go back to normalcy in terms of like networking at a film festival, yeah. it's going to be probably limited seating, and mm -hmm. you know you're not going to be able it's to. It's going to be talk a very gradual thing, and it's going to be, um, you know, it's going to be a while before there's any kind of like super normal kind of yeah. gatherings and stuff. And well, so for me, I don't want to ride. I don't want to be riding this film till 2023. No, but then <laughs> I mean, also, like, you know, it's you know, it's tough to to. You know, we want to make other things, and yeah, it's well, safer. It, that. It's obviously safer to make a film with a limited crew than to be going to film festivals and meeting tons of people. Um, but I think that's you know. what it's going to be like. If we film something, I think it's going to be like I'm going to have to write something that would require very maybe one or two cast members. Yeah. Um, of which I am one, so that yeah. I, I'm not another person on set. I mean, I'm, I'm an actor, so obviously I, I, I love playing parts, but, you know, it would be something like that. And then, like, a sound person yeah. and, like, yeah. a, like a, a, an, um, an assistant. Yeah. That's it. Like, and it's going to be, like, keeping sets as small as we possibly can until we feel safer to do that. But I would like to at least think that 
by this time next year, we're able to at least film something small, you yeah. know, like. I think, you know, yeah, and a lot of it's going to depend on so many things, you know, if if somehow they're like, oh, we, we have a new test where you can just prick your finger and, and you, nice. you would know if you have it at that moment. It's like, great, well, we can gather up, test everybody, we're all good, let's go film, you know, yeah. and, and, you know, if, if some kind of technology like that becomes available, then that would be. A, time, a huge time save you, for everybody. You mean like the technology they offer to professional yeah, athletes? Yeah, kind of like the, the stuff they offer to like, <laughs> like NBA like, players Yeah, kind of like the stuff NBA players and politicians get to do, yeah. that kind of stuff. If it makes it down to us little people, uh, then, you know, we can act, be more effective. I just and, find it so crazy that we can put a man on the moon, but we can't prick your finger and see supposedly. if... Supposedly. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on who you are. Yeah. You can't prick your finger Apparently, and figure out with the little blood sample if, if there's COVID in there. I don't know, dude. I just uh, we think... need the we need the uh Star Trek tricorder. So yeah. we can just <laughs> and then oh you got COVID, so sorry. You're so out. we just kick them in the ass and throw them out. Yeah. Um yeah, so the there have been talks for us of, of just like putting a vital sign up on Amazon. We have to look into it because you know, look, we did the work. And, and I'd look, like we, for people to see it, and it's like I don't need the accolades and the uh, well potential accolades and and the uh, the ego stroking of having someone in person tell me that my film's great. Maybe you don't need that. Be, <laughs> um, and let me finish that because because it's like ill conceited. Uh, but tell me that my film's great so that I could re- reciprocate that about their film because yeah. that's what that's what we do just so you know yeah. in film festivals right you you know you walk you know you, but you we do don't your, do that you do your networking people. i absolutely have done that because if somebody says to me oh your your film was oh great. i thought you meant being on the other side yeah, yeah i'm not saying. gonna be like well your film was shit i'm always like yeah you too yeah, yeah. even though i didn't like your film and you know because who's gonna say that you know i'm not mm-hmm. it's like that you can be a douche you know but um so we do don't i have really that need really... that like yeah. i don't need that i'd rather Put it on Amazon, and if we can direct more people to go there to watch it, I think more people will be able to watch it there than will have ever seen it at a film festival. Sure. And our, our, you know, our, our actors worked really hard, and um, well, look, it like their... still it still did well at Film Fest, considering we've just been spoiled because we've always done, you know, I'm not tuning our own horn, but we've been lucky enough that our films have been short enough to be able to be programmed at a lot of festivals. And um, this one, not so much, a lot of it because of the length, some of it because of COVID. Maybe it Um, sucks. I don't know. You know, but we're still, (laughs) you know, we're still at like 40%, you know, 40 to 50%. And um, we didn't submit to a lot. 50%. Yeah. (laughs) Probably closer to 40%. Just about as many rejections as we've gotten um, exceptions, which apparently is how it works. Um, So 50, 50. I think it's less than I think. I think it was. Well, it depends. For shorts and features, it's different. Obviously, it's like thirty percent. Um, um, but uh, acceptance rate. Which yeah, I, thought I have, was I have like, to wow. like look into how many festivals still have to answer us, and you know how where they stand with stuff being released and blah blah blah. We'll see how it goes. Anyway, what can you do? What can you do? What can you do? I'm ready for the next one. <laughs> so, um, so shout just, outs. And we just shot two things this. Yeah. Month. Well, this month. Shout outs. To MoGraph.com. I have to let you say it because yeah. we're just not happy if, if you don't. I get sad. Steady Geek and Reality Bomb Comic Cast, not up for a debate. If you have a film you send want us to see, send it our way. Uh, if you've watched anything, that's another thing too. Like if you've seen something that you, you're not connected to, but you're like, hey, I saw this great short, let us know. Yeah. I want to see a great short um, or feature, whatever it may be. Yep. And, uh, you know, I don't know what's happening next week. You'll have to tune in. It's a surprise. Surprise. 
Yeah, it will, actually, yeah, it will be. It'll be a surprise. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. We have a lot of things in in the works though coming up. So we got we, yeah we got a few peeps in the schedule that we're going to be spreading out as the holidays come, so we could have some, you know, weeks off. Yeah, that we can just have stuff banked in there. Not too far ahead. Yeah, not too far ahead. Usually, it's only like a couple of weeks that someone might be banked in. Yeah. Well. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I bore you already? Oh, God, you're so boring. <laughs> it wouldn't be an episode if you didn't yawn in my face at some point. Mm-hmm. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.